Bibles, go to Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14. When you get there, look for verse 10. Exodus is the Old Testament. It's the Old Covenant. And um, Exodus 14 and verse 10. And today I want to begin with uh, giving you an example of a man called Moses. Exodus 14.10 says this, And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, eye contact. Have you ever had somebody that was after you? I said, have you ever had somebody that was after you? I don't mean after, I mean coming at you. Here is Moses, and he's in a situation where some folk are coming after him. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. And they were sore afraid. Say, 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 neighbor. Sore afraid is an emotion. Fear is an emotion. And when something is after you, it's going to trigger your emotion. When something is after you, it's going to trigger your emotion. I don't care how educated you are, how wealthy you are. When something is after you, it's going to trigger your emotion. So ladies, it isn't just you. Men have emotions too. Amen. And we as humans have emotions. And they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto who? The Lord. Say, neighbor. Hey. When something come after you and your emotions are triggered, cry out to the Lord. Hmm. And they said to Moses, who was leading them, because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Now, wait a minute. Was Moses trying to get him killed? No. Come on, work with me. Was Moses deliberately putting him in position so that they would be attacked? No. Do you know sometimes when you're trying to help somebody and you're doing everything right, yeah. that still there come situations that seem to make you seem like you ain't trying to help them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right, all right. 
Is not this the word that we did tell thee, talking to Moses, in Egypt, saying, let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. Now, I got to go here. How many of you want to go to the next level? L look around. You're not going to go to the next level without pushing past a devil. Okay. You're not going to go to the next level without pushing past a devil. Because everybody don't want you to go to the next level. And the trick of the enemy is to make you a mad with yourself. Oh. Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, Moses? Said, let us alone, let us alone. And see, when you don't really want to go to the next level, you want everybody to leave you alone. And some of y'all in that leave me alone season. <laughs> I got news for you. Uh-uh. There's another level beyond where you are, and, and you, the devil, ain't going to leave you alone. And Moses said unto the people, now, I, I, I want you to get this. Moses said unto the people, the people were harassing him. They were upset with him because of what he was trying to do, something good. So, do you think that when this happened that his emotions weren't bothering him too? Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, let me go over here. Do you think that his emotions weren't being bothered too? But he's the leader. If he allows his emotions to be captivated by their emotions, ain't nobody going nowhere. Say neighbor, I know you got some emotions, but sometimes you got to put a harness on them and shut them down in order to go to the next level. And Moses said unto the people, fear ye not. When he said fear ye not, Let's, get it, let's, let, let's be clear. If you see somebody coming after you, I don't care who you are. You're going to experience fear. But when you're the leader, you can't allow that fear to lead you. Come on. Make it plain. Look at your say, 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 neighbor. Use a leader. Whether you feel like it or not. So yes, he was experiencing the same fear that everybody else was. But he could not let the fear control him or lead him. Moses said, fear, fear you not. And then he said, stand still. He said, stand still. Still, meaning put a harness on your fear. Let it, 
pass through you. Come on, teach that. Let it move through you. Go on and cry, get all the tears out, get it all in, but, but be still. And let that fear pass through you. And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. Why? The Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Has any of you been in experience where the Lord done done something for you? No, 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 no. I said you, you, you didn't know how God did something for you. You know, you, you don't even know how, you, can't, you don't just don't know how, but God did something for you. And you know it had to be God. You know it had to be God. And the Lord said to Moses, wherefore, <laughs> cries thou to me, speak unto the children of Israel, that they go forward. You don't know the times as your leader. I've had to say, I know, I know, da-da-da-da, you're finished with that now, but now go forward. Now, after you in a situation where you don't want to go forward, somebody telling you to go forward, you'd be looking at, you know what? You crazy. Do you know what I'm going through? Do you know what I'm experiencing? But if you don't go forward, you won't get the victory. For the people that know their God are weak. Are what? But let the weak say, I'm strong. You got to know how to flip it on the enemy. When the enemy say, you know what? You're going to die. No, I'm going to live and not die. You're going to be broke. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm blessed and highly favored. Mm -hmm. I shall live and not die. And the Lord said unto Moses, wherefore cries thou unto me, speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. But lift thou up thy rod and stretch out thine hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I, behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them and I will get me honor upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots, upon his horsemen. Say neighbor. Um, in case you're wondering, come on. What the message is. The message is entitled. What to do when you don't know what to do. What to do when you don't know what to do. And everybody in here, including pastor, experiences a season and a time when you don't know what to do. 
You don't know what to do. You can have education, you can have money, but there are moments in time when you don't know what to do. Don't know what to do. But what do you do when you don't know what to do? Instruction number one. What do you do when you don't know what to do? Here in my opening text, we find a man named Moses responsible for leading people from bondage to freedom. But the question arises, what do you do when you don't know what to do? Here's the answer. Number one, write this down, put this down somewhere. In tough times and seasons, we must learn to practice not being moved, not being directed by e emotions, whether we're male or female. Now, I'm going to tell you again, instruction number one is what? Be not moved or directed by your emotions, whether you are a male or female. If you're human, you're going to have emotions. But when you don't know what to do, you cannot be led by your emotions. The trick of the adversary is to get you emotionally entangled. And when you are emotionally entangled, things look worse and feel worse than they are. Example. When was the first time you went to the doctor to get a flu shot or a shot of anything? And they showed you what the needle looked like. Oh, yeah, come on now, let's go, go with me now. They showed you what the needle looked like. And when you get there, you're expecting everything to be wonderful. And you get to the, to the uh, doctor's office and you have to wait to, for your time to go in. And when you are waiting, you hear somebody scream, ah! <laughs> you, you, just, you, you just go on to get your shot, your, your needle. Your immunization, you're just going to get your immunization. But there are two other people be before you. And the first one that goes in, you hear, ah! And you sitting there, yeah, I'm next in there. I, I got to go in there too. And you would think, you know, that was fine, but that was the first one. The second one comes, goes in there, and they start cussing. You shot me in my arm. And you're the next one in there. I said you're the next one in there. Now, either you decide to get a hold of your emotions, or you say, you know what, I'm not going to get my shot here. <laughs> I'm going someplace else. Because everybody that, that's been before me, they, they, they just... And that, that just, apparently whoever's doing this shooting, they don't know what they're doing. 
and I don't want to be an experiment either. And then you go in and find out that this person is being trained. They're being trained. And you become the exhibit. You become the one. And the one that knows how to do it is showing them how to do it. But they ain't learned yet. Are you there? Now, I'm hitting it like that because that's just one issue where I don't care who you are, you have to get a hold of your emotion because you need the flu shot. You need the shot. So now either you're going to get the shot and shut your emotions down or you're not going to get the shot and then all of a sudden you got the flu. Well, you know, I just had to, you know, I would have got my shot, but mm -mm, I, mm -mm, no. I, went to the, I went to the hospital and they was cussing and fussing out. And I ain't, mm -hmm. So you, met, you, you, you talk about the problem instead of making the change. Say neighbor. When you don't know what to do, you have to get control of your emotions. You got, you, you, you got to get a hold of your emotions. And we're living in 2016. And now, folks, if you don't get a hold of your emotions, you're going to be messed up. You ain't going to have no joy, no time anyway. Because the whole social media and all the things are happening to attack your emotions and to get you emotionally unfit. So you don't like nothing. Here you go. You got a brand new car. Got a brand new car. Anybody got a brand new car? Brand new car? I'm prophesying. Brand new car. Got it. Brand new car. 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 Got it? Brand new car. But then, 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 then. In the morning, you're supposed to be at work at, you know, at 9 o'clock. And all of a sudden, you can't find your keys. Oh, Jesus. You can't find your keys. Oh. You are so emotionally upset, you can't, even, you can't even think where the keys are. And you, you, you don't even think to look in your pocket. You don't, think, you don't think to look in your pocket. Huh? And you know you have a secret place in your pocket that you always put everything. Huh? But you're so upset about the fact that you can't find your keys. And so what you do is you go grab the pocket. Now, now, now watch this. You go grab the pocket, right? The, the pocketbook, right? This is for ladies. And you turn it upside down. And unbeknownst to you, the keys hit the floor and because you got soft, you know, you got a, uh, what do you got? Carpet on the floor. And you don't hear the keys hit the floor. So you pick the pocketbook up and go, and put everything back in the pocketbook and go just running this way. And your keys are right there on the floor. Emotions, folks. Emotions is the devil's tool to keep us from advancing. One of the things I had to learn when I was in the Marine Corps, they do everything they can to make you feel like you're dumb and stupid and all that and scream and holler at you from sunup to sundown so that when you get in combat, you're able to handle that because you've been through that enough times. Some of you have been through some stuff because God's preparing you to go to the next level. Oh, yes, 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 neighbor. You got to become emotionally strong. 
in the Lord and the power of his might. Moses could not do what he did unless he got control of his emotions. So say, neighbor, when you don't know what to do, make sure you don't allow your emotions to control you. That's number one, all right? That's number one, number one, number one, number one. Now, what's emotion? An, in, an intense mental state that arises rather through your conscious effort. A strong feeling, a state of mental agitation or disturbance. When you're emotional, you're agitated. You're aggravated. Here in my opening text, Moses was leading people out of Egypt and had to practice not being moved or directed by his emotions. Why? Because when a person does, they tend to lean to their own understanding and stop in all of their ways acknowledging the Lord. Moses, like all of us, had emotions. He had to take authority over it in order to press into the victory that Almighty God promises him and those who lead. Now, every one of you, whether you like it or not, you're influencing somebody. I said, no matter who you are, you are influencing somebody. And somebody got their eye on you, following your lead. And if they see you in certain situations react, then they get in those situations and do the same thing. But if they find you in a situation and you don't let your emotions lead, you help coach them to go to the next level. Say, neighbor, use a coach in the land of the living. Say, Lord. Help me to coach better. Help me to not let my emotions take over every time something jump off. Mm -hmm. Folks, Exodus 3 and verse 1. Exodus 3 and verse 1. Let me give you the next step. Exodus 3 and verse 1. Here we go. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law the priest and Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. Something supernatural was happening. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that, and get this, and when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, here am I. And he said, draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place wherein thou standest is holy ground. Exodus 3 and 10. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto the Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh? and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. And he said, certainly I will be with thee, 
and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee when thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt. You shall serve God upon the, this mountain. Folks, here we have an example of Moses in prayer getting wisdom and getting direction from God. Say, neighbor. Step two, when you don't know what to do. Get God to give you some wisdom and direction by praying. Say, say, neighbor. I know you talk to everybody. But whatever you do, when you don't know what to do, make sure you're talking to God is a priority. All right, God, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, God? 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 Say, neighbor, when's the last time you talked to God in prayer? This is the reason we're told that men ought always pray and not faint. Through prayer, we can develop our own personal relationship with the Lord that helps give us faith confidence no matter what our life tests or trials may be. See, how many of y'all been saved for a little bit? Been saved for a little bit, just, just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, little bit. If you've been saved for a little bit, by now you should have some knowing in your knower when God's talking to you. I said you ought to have some knowing in your knower when God is talking to you. It's like, mm, I heard this, and mm. I heard that and you invited him in so sometimes he's talking within and trying to tell you okay do this do that but you learn every day how to do what follow his instructions say neighbor, neighbor. step two when you don't know what to do spend time talking to God and getting his wisdom say that's a non-negotiable Every day. Don't be so busy that you don't spend time with God. Praying and talking to God. Step two. When I don't know what to do, I don't let my emotions dominate. When I don't know what to do, I spend time praying and talking to God. I'll be looking at you, but I'll be talking to God while I'm looking at you. Look at you and they say, neighbor. I'm looking at you, but I'm talking to God. Now, that's, that's a revelation right there. See, see, sometimes the reason you take a hit because you ain't discerning. You got to know when you're talking to somebody and they're crazy. And they don't know they're crazy. But when you're looking at them and you're talking to God, God say, they're crazy. <laughs> That's a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge is what's going on at this time. Or they're hurting. They're in grief. God will tell you what's going on in people's lives when you have relationship. Say, God, thank you for that understanding. Because you did tell me something. Yeah, you, you've been talking to me. All right. So what's step number one? 
when you don't know what to do? Come on, what? Talk to me. Don't be allowed. Don't, 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 don't let your emotions dominate you. Got it? What's number two? Pray. Pray. And ask God for direction and wisdom. That's step two. When you don't know what to do. Say, neighbor, you don't have time not to pray. All right? Now, the next faith step is this. When you don't know what to do, listen. Some of you talk so doggone much you ain't listening. Come on. You ever talk to somebody and, and you be telling them something they ain't listening to you? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. You be talking to them, talking to them, and they ain't listening. You got to know when you're talking to somebody and they ain't listening. Oh, that, got, oh, that, that was it, wasn't it? Bam. Part of us going to the next level, level is learning how to listen to God on the inside and on the outside. Sometimes he'll send people across your path and they'll, it might even be a jackass and the jackass know exactly what the answer is. Start talking to you. Oh, mm-hmm. And they don't even know why. They, they're telling you, but the Lord's using them to give you the answer. Say, Lord, help me to be a better listener when I don't know what to do. All right? John 15 and 4 says it this way. Abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. John 15, 7 says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. Say, neighbor, you're in this life to bear much fruit. But in order to do that, you got to become a better listener and follower of God. Folks, when you have your own personal relationship with the Lord, like Moses did, you too will begin to hear him speak to you by his spirit within you and around you. Uh, did any of you get up this morning? Huh? Talk to me. Yes. Got up this morning. Did any of you ask the Lord what to put on? Yes. Not everybody. No. <laughs> no. 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 Uh, I know. I, Lord, let, 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 what, what, what do you want me to wear today, Lord? Huh? Lord, 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 Lord. Can I wear this? Can I wear this? Can I wear this? I'm teaching you. That's how you develop and get to hear. And if, he, if he's concerned about what you wear, then you, you know he's concerned about everything else. Amen. Amen. And he will talk to you. You got to know, you got to get to know his voice for yourself. You got to know when God is speaking to you about. So I practice little stuff, Lord. Um, which way you want me to go? How do you want me to go? What do you want me to put on? I talk to him all the time, all the time, all the time. And then I shut up and listen. I develop, Lord, talk to me. Talk to me. Lord, Lord. All day long, I'm talking to the Lord I'm, I'm lis and listening, knowing when to be my, keep my mouth shut and listen. Mm -hmm. And 
then when I get around people, I'm a better listener. Because I want to talk too. But I had to learn how to listen. And that listening is, is a workout. Because sometimes people just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and they don't even know what they're talking about, but they're talking and talking. But that's practice in listening. Because then you realize that the Lord will tell you, okay, this person is hurting and they're talking and they need to get it out. Now here's the other thing. When you get a lot of listening, you got to learn how to unload the listening. Okay, let me say it again. When you do a lot of listening, you got to learn how to unload the listening. Because if all you've heard all through the day is negative, 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 negative. By the end of the day, if you don't know how to get that negative, the next time you get up, all you hear is negative. Come on now. So what the enemy wants you to do is get overloaded with heavy negative stuff. And when you become negative, you become negative, and negative plus negative equals negative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn that, you know, after I heard, I counsel somebody, and I had to go download that. I have to unload the listening. What do you mean? No, I, I, I receive it. I, I'm there listening. But sometimes, after, if I let that stuff stay in me long enough, I'm messed up. I'll be eating fruitcake and everything. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, I got to have me something to eat now. Huh? And that's, not, that's real. I had to learn how to unload my listening. What did Jesus do? He got missing. And went and talked to the Father and cast the care. God, I give you that care. God, I give you that care. God, I give you that care. Now, Holy Ghost, take that care from me. And guess what? Supernaturally, he does that. You be one how, boy, I done learned how to unload that listening. Uh-huh. Say, no, no, Lord, you heard that. You handle that. Say, Lord, you heard that. You handle that. I'm casting the care upon you. Hallelujah. When you make listening to the voice of the Lord a daily priority, you, your steps are ordered by him to the blessing he has already assigned to you and yours. Say, Lord, Lord help me, help me to, be to be a better listener. Mm-mm-mm. All right, so what's step one when you don't know what to do? Come on. What's step two? Step three? Listen, 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 listen. Folks, as you actively listen to the voice of God, you begin to be, do what the word says. And the next step is meditate. The word that keeps you on the right track. Meditation. Stop meditating the problem and meditate the answer. Psalms 19, 14 says, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Psalms 104.33 says, I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises, oh my God. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. My meditation of him shall be sweet 
and I will be glad in the Lord. See, what I'm trying to impart to you is when you don't know what to do, what are you meditating on? What are you muttering over and over and over again? Are you meditating the problem or are you meditating the answer? The problem or the answer? That's a choice every day. And if, if you're being led by your emotions, you're going to meditate the problem all the time. Oh, my God. Uh, meditation is thinking on good things. I'm thinking about my cheesecake right now. Huh? I'm thinking about the signs and the wonders and miracles I see in my midst. I'm meditating on that. So when my feelings come the other way, I, no, mm -mm, no, 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 mm -mm, no, oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking on this. I'm meditating. And meditating is to mutter over and over and over and over again. Ask your neighbor, say, neighbor, how you doing today? Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. See, 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 see. Why? Because as you think in your heart, so are you. Meditation is key. Key to breaking through barriers. See, I, I'm not meditating on where we are. I'm meditating on where we're going. You missed that. I'm not meditating on where we are. I'm meditating on where we're going. You heard them testify about sometimes we come out in service, ain't nobody in here. And if I functioned like, if I functioned like that, it would be like, oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm meditating on multitudes. I'm meditating on God doing, sending people coming from the north to south. Meditating, thinking on good things. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Your thinking, folks, is either stinking or wonderful. Wonderful. Some of y'all rolling your eyes right now because I know what you're thinking. Huh? Thinking about food. Think, hey, wait a minute, thinking. But meditation, when you don't know what to do, you got to learn to meditate on the right things. The Word of God is the right thing. Say, Lord, give my, give my meditation an increase on the right things. My meditation of him shall be sweet, and I will be glad in the Lord. One of the hardest things that I had to grow to was getting to the place where, even in tough times, I said, God, I just thank you. And stop complaining about the tough times. Because in this life, you shall have trials and tribulations. But when are you going to be of good cheer? Say, neighbor, I choose, and I'm trying to encourage you, to choose, to choose to be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Smile. 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 Laughter, come on, Laughter. is medicine. Is medicine. Say, say the next time, time you're in, in a rough situation, start laughing. Start. <laughs> That's real, folks. That's real. That's real. Get that stuff off of you. <laughs> You'll feel better. Oh, yes, you will. Folks, meditation of the Lord is what keeps a person strong in the Lord and the power of his might, regardless of the tests and trials. Moses, through meditation of the Lord's word, to him was able to stay strong and in 
in times of testing and season, not knowing what to do either. Meditation is the muttering and the renewing of the mind so you think God thoughts that push past and push away any emotional thoughts that come during times of tests and trials you have to walk through. Meditation, 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 meditation. Some of y'all meditating right now. What are you meditating on now? How good this message is, isn't it? What are you meditating? <laughs> that leads me to the final step. That leads me to the final step called standing in faith. Standing in faith. And standing in faith does not mean not doing anything. Standing in faith does not mean not doing anything. Now, now I want to give you an example. Here I am standing, right? I'm standing, right? But my victory is at that door. But I'm standing. If I stand and just stay in this same position and do nothing, my victory ain't coming to me. And some of y'all is in the standing and your victory up there and you ain't doing nothing. And you're mad with God, but you just, I'm standing. How, how you doing? I'm standing. But you ain't doing nothing. Faith without works is dead. Well, I don't know what to do. Do something and learn from your mistakes and get better, but keep doing something. Well, you know, the Lord said stand. Having done all to stand, I'm standing, standing, standing. But you ain't doing nothing by you standing. Hello. What are you doing? I'm in evil. I'm just standing, waiting on the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Come on. Huh? They shall mount up mm -hmm. with wings as eagles yeah. and do what? Run. Come on. Not be weary. Walk. Not faint. Come on. Standing is, is that step where you say, you know what? Devil, you're going to give up what belongs to me. And sometimes you're going to say, you know, I bind you. And I, I'm, if you mess with me again, I'm, I'm going to listen. You ain't seen nothing yet. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. And you know what? You're going to give up my victory. You're going to give it up in Jesus' name. I'm coming after you. I'm coming after you in Jesus' Listen, I'm, no. I ain't leaving here till I get everything that God promised me. Everything. Everything. I ain't leaving till I get my victory. Look, say, say, neighbor. There's a victory that you got to go after. And that means standing, that means standing. Strong, strong in faith. And standing in faith does not mean not coming to church. Well, you know, I, I, I just can't go. I just, you just don't know what I'm going through. It'd be better for me to just stay right here. I'm, I'm standing on the, 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 he promised me. You know, standing don't mean not paying your tithes. But you know the Lord, the Lord no more. He, he know I ain't got no money. I ain't got no, 
and you call those things that be not as though they are so your money ain't coming nowhere because you done shut it down. All they want is my money. Ain't about your money, it's about your heart. Nah, standing in faith does not mean not serving, not serving, not serving, not serving, not serving. Well, you know, you just, I just, I just, I don't think, you know, I just, I just, serving, 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 serving. It doesn't mean not believing until you see something happen the way you want it to happen. Listen, I got some things I want to see the Lord do, and it ain't happening the way I want it to happen. I said it ain't happening the way I want it to happen. But, you know, I'm anointed. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching. But it ain't happening the way I want it to happen. I said it ain't happening the way I want it to happen. What I'm going to do now? I'm not going to say, now God, now you know, you word says and you said not nah, on nah, 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 and fussing with God all the time and you it, it ain't happening and it, it ain't happening and it ain't happening. What I done called to make it not happen because I done put my mouth on it and that's what's keeping it from happening. And that's my faith on the ground because faith is the substance of things hopeful and the evidence of what things not seen. Any of y'all got a car outside? Do you see it? No, you ain't got no car then. No, you don't. How come you can see the car that you ain't had, but you don't, you don't have it now, but you know it's outside. And by faith, you believe that it's there. Huh? And you're going to believe you're going to find your keys when you leave here. <laughs> Are you getting this? It's real, folks. Your standing in faith requires that you have to keep the shield of faith up and quench the fiery darts of the wicked that come and not allow that to keep you from advancing. Every day is a faith step. Every day is a faith workout. Every day there's something God wants you to do for him to bring him glory and bring him honor. Every day, every day, every day, every day on your home, on your job, in the community, there's something that God wants you to do. Yeah. Hallelujah. Well, I'm not, yes, you are. When you accepted Christ, he said, now, all right, now follow me. Everywhere Jesus, he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. That's why sometimes all you meet is devils on your job. You ain't helping me now. Sometimes that's all you meet is devils in your family. And God is allowing you to be the one that does what? Be the light in the midst of darkness. And some of them are still alive because you've been praying for them. Hallelujah. And because you paid your tithe, you served, you gave, God has done something for you. Standing. Standing. How long, Pastor? Until I win. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Until I win. Until I know what to do, how to do it, when to do it, and when not to do it. I'm standing, and having done all the stand, I'm believing, I'm receiving. Amen. The other piece with that, with that standing is, will you hold fast the profession of your faith without believing? What are you believing God for? Hold fast. I'm blessed and highly favored. 
I'm blessed coming in, blessed going out. I am so blessed I can be a blessing to somebody else. I'm holding fast to that. I'm increasing more and more. Say, God, I'm understanding. When I don't know what to do, number one, I don't let my emotions lead me. No, 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 no. I don't do that. Ephesians 6.11, as I begin to close. Ephesians 6.11 says this. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Some days we don't have all, all of our armor on. Helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, loins girded about with truth, feet shot with the preparation of the gospel, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, above all the shield of faith. You don't have the shield on. Ephesians 6, 14 says this, Stand therefore having your loins girded about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Say neighbor, faith is a shield that will quench every fiery dart. You got to keep it up, got to keep it up, got to keep it up. And take the helmet of salvation. Say, neighbor, that means you got to be saved every day. Not just saved when you came to church. And then when you get in the car, you're unsaved. <laughs> and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The word of God is a sword. Say, neighbor. The reason sometimes you get attacked is because when you use the word, it cuts somebody. And when that somebody is a mess of somebody, there's a reaction. Hallelujah. Eagle Summit standing in faith is a basic faith requirement until the victory is won. How long? Until the victory is won. So the supernatural of God can manifest the way God has already promised his sons and daughters. So what do we do when we don't know what to do? One, practice being, not being moved or led by your spirit or by your emotions rather. Say practice, practice. not being moved, not moved. Or, led or led by your emotions when you don't know what to do. Secondly, Pray and ask God for clear direction. All right? Then after you do that, shut up and listen. Listen to the voice of God within and without. What I'm trying to get you to, to the point where internally you hear from God. So that when I'm speaking, it confirms what you're already hearing. When you come to church, it shouldn't just be waiting for me to tell you. You, you should have been spending time with God. God says something and you come here and it get confirmed. Amen. I mean, I'm sitting in the audience. I'm sitting in here and the praise team is praising my, praising my message. Singing, and I, they, I ain't talked to nobody. But God had already, mama gets up, she's talking the message. But I'm hearing. Say, neighbor, God does that for you too. And then fourth, do what the word of God says. And meditate the word so you stay in right direction. Say it, say it with me. Do what the word of God says. Do what the word of God says. 
and meditate the word so you stay in the right direction. And finally, number five, stand in faith until the victory is won without refusing to come to church, to pay your tithes, to serve, to give thanks, and to stop believing because you don't see everything happening right away. Right away. All right, I'm closing this way. Any of you go to the hairdresser or our hair department? When you go in there, do you get your hair done immediately? No. But you ain't leaving till it's done. No, you ain't leaving until it's done. Now, if you can do that for your hair, why can't you do, now get this, why can't you do that for your life? If you can do that for your hair, why can't you do that for your life? Come on. I done spent 24 years pressing my way, but I know there's more than 24. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm believing more things for all of y'all. Hey, my God, my God. There's so much in you, but you got to get the dirt out the way so the gold can come forth. Where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. When you don't know what to do. Hallelujah. Now you know what to do. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. You know what to do. Say, neighbor, you know what to do. Now you know what to do. You know what to do. You know what to do. Holler at him. Say, I know. You know what to do. Holler at him. You know what to do. When you don't know what to do. <laughs> Hallelujah. Take your neighbor by the hand and let's pray. Say, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Thank, you thank you for this revelation, for this revelation. And, the and the impartation. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Help, us help us to be doers of this word, of this word. And, not and not just hearers only. I thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. that we leave that we inspired and encourage because your hand is upon us and that hand is a blessing and the blessing it keeps on making rich and adding no sorrow now Holy Spirit let your peace rule in our hearts and your joy be our strength in Jesus name amen and amen Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah.